You know, when it comes to worship, when it comes to prayer, when it comes to just living your life, your perception of who God is and what He's like is very important. So you got to ask yourself today, what is your understanding of God? What's He like? What is your knowledge base? How much have you read about Him? How much have you prayed and had experiences, encounters? It probably is the most singular, important thought that you'll have on a regular basis. Because you see, if you feel like God is mean, is easily irritated with you, you'll be afraid to approach Him. But... If you feel like he's a loving God, maybe he'll just put up with us for a little bit more and welcome us in. With that being said, I had a thought that it's one of those thoughts that as I got studying it, as I got reading, meditating on it, it just got bigger and bigger. It's going to sound like it's a minimal word, but it's a great word. It's even better than great. And it's the word good. The gift of good. You see, now good in our culture has been diminished from a definition that you'll find in a dictionary. We make expressions about good something like this. You've heard somebody call your name out and say, you know what, you're good for nothing. Sometimes we'll just say, well, you know, it's good enough. So you feel like it's this lower tier statement. We even differentiate between good and great. Well, it's not great, but it's good. You see, it takes that second position. But is that the biblical position? Even in the world... In a worldly culture, they'll use the word good, but they'll say, hey, good times, good times. And it's associated with frivolous things. A momentary high. So when we say, well, you know, yeah, it was, it was good, we usually use that kind of tone. How long has it been since someone's come to you and you've had one of the best experiences of your life, met a wonderful person and... Someone's asked you to describe them. How long has it been since you've just said, man, they're really good? Or, yeah, it was good to where we give it that higher level. Well, the scripture speaks of the word good quite often. Now, we know definition, if you pull up Webster's, any other dictionary, you'll see that it says it's, it means worthy. Oh, see, it gets up there again. It's something that's righteous. It's something that is victorious. It is something of high quality. It's something that's excellent. That's the word good. (laughs) The Bible is filled with the word good. If you'll stand with me, one place is found in John chapter 10. As we read God's word together. John 10, you'll recognize this story real quick. John 10 and 1 simply says, Truly, truly, I say to you, of course it's written in red, we know who's saying it. 
He who does not enter into the sheepfold by the door, but climbs in by another way, that man is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the gatekeeper opens. The sheep hear his voice and calls his own sheep by name, and he leads them out. When he has brought out all of his own, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. A stranger they will not follow, but they will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of the stranger. Now this figure of speech Jesus uses with them, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. So Jesus again said to them, truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who come (coughs) before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved. I will go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. And here it is. Because you see, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He who is a hired hand and not a shepherd who does not own the sheep sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees, and the wolf snatches them and scatters them. He flees because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. And here it is again. I am the good shepherd. Thank you, Lord, for your word. You may be seated. (coughs) Excuse me. Tickle my throat. There's an expression that a well-known minister used for years You might recognize the name. Those of you that are younger may not. The man's name's Oral Roberts. Oral Roberts was as well known as any minister that's ever been known, at least in this country. And he was known for a few statements, but one of them, a very distinct statement from him, he simply said, God is a good God. I would hear him say that on the radio Excuse me. If someone can get me some water, please. <coughs> and he would make this statement. God is a good... Hey, I got one. Thank you. Is this uh, used or... No. Okay. Fresh. <laughs> that was pretty quick, you know. Thank you, my brother. I want that to sink in for a minute. God is a good God. And maybe it's the first time you're hearing that simple phrase. Then some of you are going back in your memories and think, yeah, I heard him actually say that. And did I give it any real thought back then? Or did it just kind of, oh, I just thought that was one of them opening statements. It was an hors d'oeuvre, you know, before the main course of of an expression. But God is a good God. Already our understanding, if, if, if we just stay at that level, we realize how blessed we are. That God is not a bad God. He's not a mean God. He's not an austere God. He's a good, good God. We know the story that we shared last week. The rich young ruler came and was asking of Jesus Of all the commandments, what's the greatest commandment? What good deed must I do to inherit eternal life? 
<clears throat> Jesus said, what are you talking to me about good? There's only one who's good. If you're going to go to the source of good, you've got to go to the very top. You've got to go to God himself. Now, we know Jesus is God, but he's giving this understanding to them of God the Father. We know the scriptures bear out that we as earthly fathers know how to give good gifts, especially this time of year. We'll, we'll, we'll do our best with the best that we have for those that we love. But we're always outdone when it comes to the measure of how good a gift is because all good gifts come from the Father of lights. And we know if you earthly fathers know how to give good gifts, how much more does your heavenly Father know how to give good gifts? Again, the theme just continues to run. We understand, again, even at creation, each day of creation, as God created, brought light. What did God say at the, at the end of the day? It is good. You see, that's all he knows to do is good. Everything he creates is good. Because each day as he created the firmament, as he separated the waters, as he created the, the plant life, the animal kingdom, created us... Each time he would take the time not to supersede what he had already said because he couldn't. Each day, yeah, that is good. It's good. So the Father of lights gives the best gifts, the good gifts. We understand that all good gifts come and originate with him. As he creates, it's always good. We know even Joseph in his time of struggle, being imprisoned, and then being set free and elevated, and those other brothers, those siblings, had to come back in a time of great drought. And now the confrontation. They didn't recognize him. They thought he was dead, but he knew them. And grace appears. And he tells them, what you did, you intended for evil. But God intended it for my good. This word just continues to flow. Philippians 1 and 6, as God is still at work today, he employs us, incorporates us, and he says again, he brings in the word good. He who has begun a good work shall also bring it to completion. Do you know many times I pray that prayer? As I'm praying with somebody else, God, the work that you have begun, bring it to completion because it's a good work. It may not be in its complete form now, but that doesn't mean it's not good. It won't be good when it's done. It's good now because it comes from you. He that began a good work. Oh, I don't know about you, but I'm already feeling better about this word good. It's not a simple word. <coughs> it's not a diminishing word. It's a it's a, a special word. I think as you look at this in the future, we'll catch ourselves in our vocabulary saving this word for the things that God does in our life. When we hear from somebody else, it may give us the open door to communicate to them. Yeah, that reminds me. Can I talk to you about God? Because God is good. 
I can't find a better word. Oh, there's a lot of descriptors. The attributes of God. He is light. Yes, he's holy. But he's good. He's a good God. Again, as he watches over our life, a verse of scripture that if you only have five memorized verses so far, one of them is Romans 8 and 28. For all things work together for the to them who love him, who are called according to his purposes. Again, think of all the other words that could have been used in any of these descriptions. We have covered a kaleidoscope of expressions, of, of examples, of different situations, but we keep coming back to the same word. Whether it's creation, whether it's a gift, whether it's an intended evil that God spins in our direction positively, we keep coming back to good. Of all the gifts this season, of all the things we think about, of all the gifts that we ask God to give to us, he's already given us this gift of good. He continues this good thing in our life which now gets to flow over into us. How long has it been since someone came up and said, you know what, you're a good person? Maybe it was this week. But again, we've got to get very honest about this. It's Jeremiah 17 and 9 that we understand something about every one of us. So get ready to turn to that person next to you and say, Jeremiah has something to say about you. That your heart is desperately wicked. That's where we got to start. Because what we hear a lot is, well, you know, we're all basically good. Not according to Scripture. Basically, we're all rotten. That's why it can show up in our life. when we did. Can I hear an amen on that? I mean, we didn't expect that in the moment. I mean, that's somebody you've been married to 23 years. That's somebody that said, I'm making vows unto God for the rest of my life to be with you. That's some of the children, mom, that you bore into this world. And where did that come from? This best friend, this BFF. And we've been through thick and thin so many things, but something happened and all of a sudden, blah, there it is. Where did that come from? I, we know where it came from. We are basically evil, wicked, desperately wicked. And yet, this good thing that God does flows into our life. We understand, again, this good effect that God gives to us. Here's what Scripture says. The good man, ladies, you're included, good people, the good person gives from the treasure of good in their heart. Wow. So you just said we were desperately wicked, but now there's this expression that we're good. But the good comes out of the good treasure that was given to us. Reminds me of a story that, of a farmer that went to his banker. <laughs> Been a tough year. 
And he went into the banker and he said, well, I've got good news and bad news. Which do you want first? The banker said, well, let's go ahead and get the bad news first, get it out of the way. He said, okay. <clears throat> bad news is, this has been a terrible year. And I'm not going to be able to pay the mortgage <clears throat> no, anytime soon. And understand, I'm not just talking about the principal. I'm not even going to be able to pay interest on that loan. The banker said, yeah, you're right. That's bad news. But, you know, hey, wait a minute. I'm not finished yet, the man said. He said, it's really been a bad year. Remember all that machinery that I bought and got a loan for that? He said, I can't pay on that either. I can't pay principal nor interest. Oh, wow, that's, that, that's, that is really bad. But we, wait a minute, <laughs> I'm not finished. The seed that I bought from these different companies and got a loan from you, I can't pay principal. He said, I've had enough. I don't want to hear any more. You say you got some good news? He said, yeah, I got some good news. Well, what's the good news? He said, I intend to continue to do business with you. And do you know that's exactly who we are? There's a lot of bad going on, and God knows that about us, but we still intend to do business with God. We still intend to depend upon Him. So again, that goodness flowing out of Him, the goodness can only come from Him, and it comes into our heart as a treasure, and it's from there that we do good deeds. It is from there we realize the source of good in our life. It never comes from us. It naturally can't come from us. How many knows it's hard to be good? Come on, raise your hand. All of you. How many knows it's easy to be bad? Man, this is the most alive group I've had in a long time. We're hitting nerves today. You see how incredible this thought is? God's good. He's long-suffering. He's merciful. He's patient. How many knows God gives grace? He's a good God. He's the good shepherd. All the other shepherds that we've seen come in, when it really gets tough, we can't find them because they were hirelings. They've slipped in some other way, but he is the good shepherd. He is the door. He is the gate. You see, a lot of times when we <clears throat> envision Scripture, we compare it to the cultures that we've known. But you see, if you go to Israel, and you go to Shepherd's Fold in the Kidron Valley, the opposite side of Jerusalem, you'll find the shepherds there. But you won't find these little, beautiful little alpine barns built to go in with stalls and, and have all the feeders. No, they're always caves. One way in, one way out. That's why the good shepherd makes sure all the sheep is in for the evening and then sleeps at the entrance of the cave. He is the door. No one's going to come in. No one's going to get out without that shepherd knowing what's going on. And so he is in our life. He is the good shepherd. He's always right there. He knows. He's better than Santa Claus. 
He knows if we've been naughty or nice. And the difference is, if we get on Santa's naughty list, we get a lump of coal in the stocking. But God continues to give good gifts because that's all he knows. Wow. This impact. You see, again, out of the, the good person gives them the good treasure of their heart. We know out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. We know that now what's left for us is to understand this work. And it's a big $100 word. It's regeneration. But that's why Jesus has to be Savior. That's why he has to be Lord. He gets inside of us and changes us. Changes our heart, changes our life. Is constantly working on us to understand good. That good will overcome evil every time if we would just practice good. Come on, somebody. The kingdom of light that he offers, it's a good kingdom. It can't be bettered. It is good. The gift of goods. So finally, we come to practicing good. My wife's favorite verse, she's told me many times, New Testament at least, Philippians 4 and 8. Whatsoever things are honest, pure, just, lovely, if they have any virtue, if it has good report. You see, these are the things now, it's a choice with us. I make a choice to practice good. I, I choose to take out my phone, my iPhone, my tablet, and I have a choice today of what I'm going to let get into my spirit, into my soul, what I'm watching, who I'm listening to. Am I going to receive an evil report in my heart, or am I going to seek for good reports? Ooh, come on, preacher. You're doing good now. You see, it's a choice. Whatsoever things are honest. Yeah, I want to get that report. That's a good report. Whatsoever things are pure. Yeah, I'm going to watch that one. I'm going to listen to that. Man, that's, that's really great. That has joy on and on and on and on and on. Whatsoever things that have a good report, these are the indicators of what a good report is. I'm going to choose to practice those. This is the way that Jesus put it. He said, the things that you have seen in me and heard from me, imitate them. These things that you've heard from me, practice them. I like Proverbs 6 and 24. I wrote it down. Pleasant words are like honeycomb. Sweetness to the soul and health to the bones. Man, that, that works, doesn't it? Stand with me today.